action go we are live here again for another episode of the nick and nolan podcast formerly titled as a matter of fact thanks for joining us since we've been on a little little hiatus there but uh how you doing nick i am good i am excited that we're back how are you doing Doing well, doing well. What have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Just traveling the world. What? No, no big deal. Nothing, you know, crazy. NBD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, what is uh, what is two things you saw that gave you pause and awe? Well, pause. It's a very is millennial a, thing to say. Like, pause and, like you're like, oh, this is definitely Instagram worthy, but I'm just gonna take it and not Instagram it because it's so amazing. Is that even a thing? I I don't actually know that term pause and awe. That's that's just how out of touch I am, I guess. Because when you said that, I thought did it give you pause? Like like he, like animal pause, like dog pause. <laughs> like what gave me pause? Um, what's something I, What's something you saw that you just really appreciated? I really appreciated. What did I see? Well, uh, the Eiffel Tower was awe pausing. Yeah. Yes. Was the it Eiffel bigger Tower. or smaller than you expected, or was it everything it, you? You know, it it was based on your perspective and where you were standing. It looked bigger from farther away, but then when you got close, it looked smaller. And so it's it's very cool because it's big. Right. I mean, it's it's super tall, but when you stood further away, it looked taller. But then when you're standing underneath it or close to it. It didn't seem as tall, and it's just probably the way that it's designed um, because it's narrow at the top, so you can't really tell from close up how big it actually is. Um, but no, it it it's definitely caused me to pause. Um, <laughs> That's good. And then the other, just since we're in France, since I went to Paris for a couple of days, the other thing was the Arc de Triomphe. Ah uh, yes. And for all my for all our French listeners, if I said that incorrectly, I apologize. But everybody the, probably recognizes that from the movie Mission Impossible Five Six. Is it? It's MI Six, I believe, the new one that just came out, which I can't think of the name. MI Twenty Two. No, it's with Tom Cruise, and he's riding the motorcycle against the traffic right around the arch, and then he crashes. Sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That that probably isn't the only movie that they filmed at that spot. That's, it's pretty cool. No, because all the, you know, it's a circle for traffic and everybody's right. just always going around. There's always traffic. But you actually go underground through a tunnel to get to, to get the middle to. because there's no crosswalks or anything. So you go under the street and then you arise on the like center island where the arc is. And it has um, kind of like a little museum inside. Um, but you have to go up like a million steps because I forget how tall it is, but it's pretty tall. Yeah. And so the only way to get up is with a, stair- a staircase and you walk up and you can get to the very top where you can, you can see. go in the arch. You can go into it. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I yeah. didn't know that. That's so you amazing. can see all of Paris. Now, did you know that before you got there? Did you have like a yeah. guide tell you? No, I knew that because you had to buy tickets to get in. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things. Kind of like the Statue of Liberty. Like I didn't know when I went to visit the Statue of Liberty a couple of years ago, you had to get tickets to go inside the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Well, like so. you can get tickets to go inside the Eiffel Tower too and a bunch of other things. That's, that's like just the, the Leaning thing. Tower of Pisa. You can go inside, but... There's nothing inside, really. It's just... Did you have a guide for anything that you did there that was helpful, or you think where guides were just lame? 
Uh, guides are very helpful. I think if you're going to go to any country for an extended period of time, especially one that doesn't speak English as their primary language, you should have, well, even one that, even a country that does speak English, like if you go to like England or Ireland, you should get a guide, like a tour guide to do what, you know, whatever you're going to do because they, they explain everything and it, they have them in pretty much every city that we went to. They're called like hop on, hop off buses, uh-huh. and they, depending on the weather, they have open tops on the second level. So it's always um, an audio guide. Sometimes there's a live person talking right. on the bus, but then also for other languages, they have an audio recording as you're driving by the landmarks, and it's cool because it tells you what you're looking at and gives a little history. And so that that was fun. We did guide like guided tours for most everything we went and saw. Um, so that was cool to hear all the history and it just going. And I I'm not gonna I'm not meaning this as a diss to America <laughs> because America has a lot of history, especially on the East Coast. But and, uh, we're from America, so yeah, we, yeah. watch what you say. <laughs> we the NSA is listening. We um we definitely do not have nearly like even a percentage of the history that other countries have. And yeah. it, it's just amazing. Like thousands of years of history in like, you know, cause I went to France, Italy and Spain and they just, the, everything's old. Yeah. So it, if you get the chance to travel, I highly recommend highly it. Highly recommend it. But it's also possible. You might disagree. You might not like to travel and you might just want to stay home. That is a terrible segue into our topic today, but that was a good long intro, and it's nice to be able to catch up with you. Thanks. So I'm glad we're back, and I'm, I'm, glad, cue, I'm glad we agree on something because we're going to— We might disagree on things, We're, we're too. about to disagree about on disagree. a lot of things. Well, in that case, I'm going to cue our intro music. Do it. Just a little behind the scenes for you listening. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. That's Dave Mason for you. We just disagree. That's probably performed in the 1970s. Fun fact um, for all those listening. But yes, this is this is just an interesting topic, and I was thinking about this through this week. I think you could think about this topic any day, honestly, because if you go on social media and Facebook, and we are the social media generation, that's just the way it is. You know, we're growing up in an age of social media, and you kind of mentioned it before, but maybe you can elaborate on this when you were traveling. Mm-hmm. You said the internet was kind of difficult to get at some places, and mm-hmm. that maybe kind of frustrated you because I don't know if you could check social media or tell me more about that experience if that at all has anything to do with. Do you, did you like feel a lack of like I can't get on social media right now? I kind of need it. Your fix? No, no. The the only thing I wanted the it was actually good because I wanted the opportunity to disconnect. Right. Um. So I wanted the internet. Also, I wanted to stay connected just for safety reasons and you know for the maps and to be able to check like Google for information on where we're at and stuff and like you know. Mm-hmm. Just okay, other stuff reasons. like that. Other important other reasons. important reasons. Okay. Um, I mostly use social media when when I had a good connection to share, you know, memories, moments of the what journey. Like yeah. you know, just for people at home. Or liking I, my photos, which is important. So, yes. Yeah. Or I had to had to keep on top of what Nolan was posting. Exactly. That's that was really, <laughs> like 
crucial to my <laughs> itinerary. <laughs> um, but um, no, it, it it's not like they didn't have internet. Like pretty much everywhere I went, they had a, a cellular connection. It's just because I was roaming. Um, you know, I was we I have T-Mobile and um, I was using other networks connections oh, okay. to 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 access. So. I did. I I was limited by my speed. Right. Um. So there were some times where, like, I couldn't. Come on, T-Mobile, get it together. Well, T-Mobile was actually better than any of the other ones. So, Ooh, there you go. Shout out to T-Mobile if you don't have it, get it. And if you want to be a sponsor for this podcast, call <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Actually, just just a real quick shout out, T-Mobile. If you have a T-Mobile plan, you get unlimited uh, internet. It's like 2g speed so it's slow is it when you travel like you don't have to pay extra when you travel to take it over there? anywhere well anywhere in europe they didn't have any like international plan it just was included in included. your normal plan that's helpful um but you know, that that allowed me to stay connected the whole time and like for example my girlfriend has verizon and if she wanted to stay connected don't you she, dare talk crap about verizon i have verizon <laughs> well let's just talk about verizon real quick verizon you suck um no she had to pay uh if she wanted to get connected and make phone calls and get on the internet she yeah, had to pay ten dollars a day oh wow yeah Whew. and that's a meal right there um t-mobile did offer an international pass so it gave you unlimited calling for the day like for 24 hours and up to 512 megabytes of high-speed internet which that's half of a gig so that's not very much you'll go through it real quick but if you need high-speed internet for a little bit um they it was only five dollars a day okay for that with that with that you should be able to be able to listen to one of our podcasts so yes or um, download it at least but But, on the same topic but no like just back back to the the like initial question i didn't feel an urge to get on social media i actually tried to stay off of it just so i could enjoy the moment and enjoy being there being you know in where i was at and i i recommend that if you need a a break from social media just go to another country (laughs) yeah i had had a a little bit of a different experience yesterday when my phone died was you know sitting at starbucks and i didn't have a charger with me and so the restaurant i went to the waitress was kind enough to plug in my phone for me because who knows what i was missing and actually i did realize i tried to post an instagram video that did not upload when my phone died so then i uploaded it later (laughs) that night and it was it was not timely anymore so i feel like people didn't understand it yeah uh, you know that (coughs) real quick that's very millennial that was something i tried to do before we left um because we part of the trip was a cruise and i wanted to leave uh, an instagram story saying hey we're we're leaving like bon voyage um and it would not upload so i was like crap i'm about to go on the ocean i'm not gonna have service i'm not paying for the ship wi-fi because (laughs) it's crazy expensive and I was like, no, please upload. <laughs> Otherwise, my world is going to end. Um, and so it kind of uploaded in my stories, but that's just an example of kind of silliness. All right. Back, back to what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, let's dive right in. And I wanted to dive right in by telling a, a, a true story that happened to me while you were on your trip. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're talking about can we agree to disagree? Uh, we live in a very hypersensitive culture in a sense when people don't agree with you on something and you get attacked for it. I think Hmm. that's just a sign that there's, there's something going wrong there. And so I, I'd never thought this would happen to me in a million years. It seems so childish now that I'm telling the story, but 
there was somebody that I went to college with and we were involved in different clubs and student government and things. And every so every now and then he'll post something on his socials, but every, every so often he will post something on his social media accounts, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. And it would be like an interesting article. And usually because I think he's a very intellectual guy, I would go and read the article and just, I would kind of give my thoughts. Cause isn't that why you're posting some things for somebody else to comment on it or like it or, or give their thoughts towards it or create conversation and dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so I remember he pulled, he's going to med school. So he pulled and the poll question was, do we, do you think we should, um, test babies for cancer after they're born right and so i was like that's kind of a weird question and the poll was a yes or no so it wasn't even giving like any reasons behind it it was it was just like what do you think so i put hmm no maybe it's super expensive maybe there's other variables you're not thinking um maybe the tests are going to come back and they're going to be negative and who knows all the factors i'm no doctor but I was just like curious of what he would say to that, and he got pretty upset and gave me a whole like two paragraph explanation about why I can't believe you said no. And instead of responding back to him, being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're so right," I basically responded, "Hey, I meant to press yes. My bad." And so that was a little snarky of me, but he continued to post things that were interesting, and I mm-hmm. commented on one, and um, I won't go into what it is or the topic or anything like that. And, um, but I commented on it and then he called me out for it. He deleted the whole post with this, this argument that he was making and he proceeded to tell me he was going to call me and set me straight. And I, I love having conversations with people. So, Hey, call me up. And so he did the Facebook messenger. He didn't have my phone number. So he Facebook messenger called me. Oh, and we, and we, good friend. Yeah. Great, didn't even have your phone guy. number. Didn't have my phone number. <laughs> We just were acquaintances, uh, and at this point, um, but anyways, yeah. he calls me up and he starts berating me about like how I'm wrong on this issue and how he can't believe this is what I believe. Okay, uh, and I was like, all right, well, I- I'm just I'm just asking you these questions and I'm just trying to get your ideas and this is just what I think and yeah, it was just insane to me because at the end of the conversation, I felt like I was pretty calm. And he was pretty irate. He hung up on me. He sent me a message that said, I am blocking you and deleting you. Goodbye. I thought that was so strange, especially from this guy, because I, I kind of thought he's an intellectual guy. He's going to med school. He's trying to figure all this stuff out. And we can't even have a civil conversation because he's so upset that I disagree with him. I don't even think I disagreed with him necessarily. I just had a different perspective on this issue than he did. And I was trying to get to the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to set me straight in a sense. So I just thought that was really interesting to me. And when I told another friend this, my other friend was sure. He's like, you had to have said something. You had to have commented something that was rude. You had to have pushed his button somehow. And when I showed him all the stuff, he's like, wow, that's crazy to me that this is what set it off. And now that might sound like an outlier situation to those listening. That might sound like, oh, this wouldn't happen. But (laughs) I, I think of a story that made national headlines recently where a woman got on a plane and she refused to sit next to someone because they supported a certain political figure that this person didn't like. And I think we're getting to a point um, in our society where not only do we disagree with people, but we disagree with people to such an extent that we don't want to be around them. So I'm curious of what your thoughts are on Nick. Um, how, do we, how do we get around this? Is this a growing problem in our society? What is something that maybe we can do about this? How should mm-hmm. we rightly think through this issue of disagreeing, like vehemently disagreeing with people um, to the point where it's getting crazy? Yeah. Well, I think one of the major problems is, at least like right now in our society, is that is the cultural norm 
that if you don't agree with like the society's set standards, then you are considered like a like I don't I like a villain basically if you don't agree with what the culture sets as the standard and you know on on all the wide range of topics you know from the controversial stuff like abortion or you know um same sex stuff or uh even stupid things like um tv shows or movies or or just whatever's popular in the current pop culture and the society it's just become this I mean, I guess it would be a level of political correctness that people. I actually heard somebody say recently, um, in in response to like the political correctness culture, that it's gotten to the point so much where if you like people are politically correct and they don't even know why, like it's just become a trend. Like people care more about being politically correct than actually being correct. And if you share a differing opinion, even if you're kind about it or if you are like coming at it like you said when you're talking to that guy where you're just trying to learn and get a different perspective and it sounds like you just were inquiring about, um, you know, the topic and the guy was just like, well, he it sounded like he had it in his mind that he was trying to persuade you to his side and yeah. that that's not first of all that's not the way to you know win people over um but this society of political correctness it's like i mean it's a facade it's fake for for a lot of reasons the idea of being politically correct is so you don't offend people and that you know you want to be sensitive to people's beliefs and people's um you know just different perspectives on different topics but it's turned into this culture of being fake kind, mm. you know, like you are politically correct by pretending to be nice to other people, you know, and then if somebody has an opinion just because they're being themselves that, uh, you know, goes against something politically correct, um, then they get kind of berated and they get attacked for their opinion and uh i think right now i mean i guess it's been like this if i if i think back to this idea of disagreeing with other people it's yeah. been like this for i, I don't know for all Ever. of humanity forever yeah forever simple fact is you're not gonna agree i don't think with anyone 100 percent. you well, come from obviously different yeah. backgrounds no, and things yeah. like that. And you have to find a common ground. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there is such a thing as objective truth. And so regardless of what you believe, there's still there's still a truth to the certain things that, you know, that people argue about. So you may not be able to see that truth or you may not want to, you know, accept the truth, but there's only one truth. Like that's the whole definition of truth right it's like if it's not true it's false and that is true they, i agree with you on that <laughs> um but I, I i think of two topics that probably have been like at the center of people's disagreements for all of history and that's religion and politics oh yeah and i think more so right now because we have a, an interesting political um leader in this country and that's kind of 
stokes the the fire when it comes to this kind of stuff um so people are divided and what is it what is uh we're what's definitely the saying? polarized a I house think. divided what is that abraham lincoln a house oh, yeah. divided against itself Will cannot not stand. stand yeah uh, so that's i think where we're at and it may just be more prevalent in our minds because of social media because we see it we're more exposed to the disagreements and like you said we get exposed to it on um like facebook when we're commenting on things when people post like that's the way that i've always used facebook it's like okay i find this article interesting i found this video interesting so i'm going to share it and i want people to respond yeah and we both have those friends who will respond i i feel like sometimes we have certain friends that will respond in disagreement just to respond in disagreement like like almost like they're trolling. They're trolling. Yeah. Um, but then you have people who disagree and that's fine. But then you try and have a conversation about it. And it, it's like almost like when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're not actually listening to you. They're just waiting to have their opportunity to say what they want to say next. Um, I think that's how a lot of conversations go on Facebook. And Definitely, and I think that's one of the things when I think about disagreements is a lot of people have this idea that they're going to be able to change their, these people's minds, that they're going to profoundly say something that this person's never heard before with this comment that they make, and it's going to be great. Um, when I think of disagreement, though, I also try to, and you can disagree with me on this, I also try to put it in the positive because I think disagreement is good. It can be a good thing depending on how you go about it. I remember I was in community college um, and I was met with a challenge. Uh, this girl and me were on totally opposite ends of the political spectrum. We were in a political science class and we were like, if you took a ruler, you know, put center, left, right, we were on one side, she was on the other side, you know, that's how far apart we were. And we ended up becoming really good friends because we disagreed so much. We decided to have conversation and we decided. And we came up with like three, three basic reasons why it's good to disagree. And, and this is very helpful. If you're disagreeing with people, that means you have a plethora, a plethora, a plethora. You have many viewpoints. So if you have an issue that you're looking at and somebody else looks at it differently and you disagree on something, you can talk about those different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. I think it would help you understand somebody else's perspective. You could possibly find common ground. Um, but ultimately, disagreement could be good for you because it can sharpen your viewpoint and it can show you, wow, this person's argument is not that great and this is why. Like, if you ever had to try to have a conversation with somebody or, you know, like debating is good because it helps you show like where you're lacking in your understanding of a topic and then you can come around and you can find more information on that topic. Ultimately, you could determine your right even more when you have an argument and disagreement with somebody or this is rare, but I think it still happens is you could generally find out that you've been wrong and you can change your mind. So I like to think of disagreements, not as something that's negative necessarily or primarily it's how you go and respond to those disagreements. Mm -hmm. And what we have with, with Facebook culture is with this commenting and these disagreements, I don't think people really have a filter um, you have this gut reaction that what somebody says on Facebook in a comment thread offended you and you want to just say it back to them and you want to show them up and you want to be able to attack them. Mm -hmm. um, that's not necessarily going to change someone's mind. 
I always thought it'd be fun is before you post a comment, if Facebook stopped you and asked you like, are you sure you want to post this? <laughs> um, my work has like a, it's like a two phase, like password entrance into our computer system because we are like, you know, contract out for the government have like security features and stuff in there. So I have to type in like two different passwords. So I got to type one in and I got to press enter and I got to do all this stuff. And then I got to type in another one. I think if that happened on Facebook, like, would it be worth it going through all that to post a comment? You'd probably be like, ah, oh, this is not worth it. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are, those are kind of my thoughts when it comes to that. And yeah, I, well, I actually posted something on Facebook. Are you agreeing or disagreeing with someone right now? <laughs> I agree to disagree that I am agreeing. Okay. She posted an article, or what is it? No, actually, I posted just just some, like a quote, kind of that I heard somebody say, and it wasn't really in context, but it was really um, it it was in line with what we're talking about, and it uh, it said before somebody will consider accepting your worldview, they have to begin to doubt their own, and the thought behind that, and it, it is better in context to you know what what the person who said it was talking about it makes more sense but the the thought behind it is that if you want to um argue your you know your your point on something if you want to argue even if it, you know if it's the truth you believe it's the truth and you want somebody else to agree with you or to to see uh, like your reasons why you think it's the truth you can't just argue them into agreement. You mm -hmm. have to um, you have to present it in a way that they like you. And this is talking to somebody who you know disagrees with you about about the topic. Right. And so you have to and and not. I don't want to make it sound like this is manipulation, like you're trying to manipulate them into believing what you believe. But you have to come to like you have to approach the conversation if you do have an opportunity to have a conversation with them um you have to approach the conversation to where you are getting them to doubt what they believe is true um and so like if you're trying to prove your point instead of listing facts and just pressing the issue and shoving it down somebody's throat um it, you know it's it's often always said that when you're having that kind of conversation with somebody it's better to ask questions about why they believe what they believe instead of you trying to per, like present what you believe and convince them that your worldview is correct and so like on you know any topic of um we, let's just let, let me let me think of a non-controversial topic that, that I can use an ex, as an example. But um, <clears throat> I'd say uh, let's just talk about the topic of is the world round or flat? Oh yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, that, haven't, I haven't been to the edge of the world, so I can't tell you. So if you ever feel like we're just floating on a big disc or a cylinder, I mean, it could be a cube. Or it could be on the back of a space turtle. Yeah. Um, that's, but, a good, that's a good one. But, but there are people actually out there, you know, believe it or not, who think the world is flat still. Crazy. And if you 
you know we most intelligent people know that the world is a sphere Correct. it's not flat like you can see it like it it's not so much evidence a conspiracy it. it's not you a can conspiracy. look in the sky you can take an airplane you can see the curvature in the atmosphere you can go to space if you're elon musk you could take a plane around the world and end up back where you started how do you do that if the world is flat? Um, <laughs> so all this, yeah, all this different stuff. Um, but if you want to convince somebody that the world is round, you don't want to present your arguments with all the facts of why the world is round. You want to get to the heart of why they think the world is not round. Mm. And so you ask them questions like, well, why do you think that this and this or, you know, whatever. And so it you have to make somebody doubt what they believe before you can really get them to start thinking about what you believe as true and that i i don't know there's probably people out there who have been in debate classes and who have like studied communication and know like different um tools or steps to like win an argument or to you know present an argument and i'm sure some of those involve like asking the other party questions of why they believe what they believe um and i don't think people do that i think people just start off with their opinion and they try to present the facts and then if people disagree they don't disagree by asking why the person agrees or why the person thinks what they think is true they just come back with their opinion and their facts as to why right. and the other person is wrong. Sometimes they're ignoring the other person's facts and dismissing them. Um, so it's always like pointing fingers, you're wrong. No, no you're, you're wrong. wrong. No, you're no, wrong. You're wrong. Well, well, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm right and this other person is wrong. Don't vote for him. <laughs> That's politics right there. So what, what do you think is important in talking about this? Like I have a couple of things if I could project out to the peoples there that I think are important when we're talking about disagreements. And one of the things that I think is important when you can't come to a consensus with somebody, because we're talking about agreeing to disagree. Like you're going to have friends out there that you don't agree with on certain things. And I think that's, I mean, even the phrase agreeing to disagree to me is just like, Hey, we can still be friends and hang out and care about each other and even though we don't agree on these topics, like I don't wish any ill on you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I thought about though, is let's say you do have this somebody on Facebook that you don't really know personally, or maybe you don't know them personally. I think you can disagree with them and it can be more of a one-sided disagreement and you can come to a resolution to yourself without having to have a consensus with them about the topic. So for instance, I think you can, what I'm saying is I think you can decide on your own that I will agree to disagree. And what that Mm. can mean is you won't engage in whatever the thing is that's going to continue to create a headache or a rift or deteriorate that friendship or that conversation if you don't think it's going to be helpful. So most likely, if you're posting and commenting on things, it might just irritate you. And so you can just decide not to do that. I'll just disagree with this person without commenting on their stuff without creating a whole big rift without trying to like get my point across Mm -hmm. and you can do that. And I think you'll have more peace in that situation and it won't rob you of your joy to then get into like this Facebook argument. Yeah. And I think 
the biggest issue is I think we don't have self-control when it comes to these things. And I found myself today getting mm-hmm. caught up in some of the the meandering that was going on on Facebook, and I had to go back and delete some comments. Not that I was not okay with the comments I made. I was totally fine with them. But I knew that other people were going to comment on them, and then I would just want to you know, have a rebuttal. And it was just not helpful, and it was wasting my time and kind of irritating me. And so I thought, hey, I'm just going to agree to disagree with these people and not continue to talk to them. Yeah. Well, I think... Like we've said before, and most people um, have probably said this too, Facebook, social media is never the best place to have an argument or any kind of dialogue like that because there's just too much left left open to misunderstanding. Yep. And um, I'm still going back to you know that thought that I was talking about of getting somebody else to... Um, come to your side i guess or getting getting somebody else to agree with you uh like your goal shouldn't be to get somebody else to agree with you or prove somebody wrong like go into it trying to convince them that you're right and they're wrong i think the goal is it's not you know just to kind of expand upon my previous thought it's not about proving your point and it's not about arguing your perspective and trying to defend your you know point of view you don't have to do that it's not your or it's not even necessary for you to try and 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 defend your perspective what you should be focusing on when you're having a conversation like that with somebody at least this is you know my opinion is you they're the one presenting an opposing argument so you need to get them like put it back on the other person and if they don't want to do this, then that's their problem, and they're just probably not open to really having a healthy conversation. But you need to put it back on them and and make them explain to you why they believe what they believe is true. And instead of you trying to tell them what they believe is wrong, you need to put it back on them and say, you know, why why you prove to me like it's not my job to tell you why you're wrong. I want you to tell me why you think you're right. And it goes just goes back to like having a healthy conversation is it's important to ask questions, I think. And, you know, you might just not be able to do that on social media. And so that's another reason why you should disconnect every once in a while and, you know, build some friendships where you don't bring up your disagreements at first, get to know somebody. And then when you're having a relationship with somebody, you can have those conversations where you can talk about what you disagree with them on. And so... Yeah, no, I think I think that's really good. We're not disagreeing too much in this. Uh, dang it! Well, you want to get to something that we disagree with? I have a I have a good topic here Please. that you're gonna hate because uh, you don't watch this show. I never. Well, I used to, but woo! There you go. Okay. Well, never speaking again. of disagreements, I have a best friend who's not you, but you're also my best friend. Thanks. So you're in the top three. I mentioned that before on a podcast for those listeners that are paying close attention. But anyways, me and him hang out all the time, and we've been watching the Un- newest... Too much. Uh, too much, Unhealthy, Unhealthily. Unhealthy amount of hanging out, you think? <laughs> well, I don't have a girlfriend right now, so... Well, he can be your girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Stop right there. <laughs> I, we disagree on this, obviously. No. Um, but we watch every Sunday. We get together, and we watch the newest season of Game of Thrones. And by the time you're listening to this, the series will be over, because the next one airs shortly. 
<laughs> like in five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. The next Sunday. One, yeah. And so by the time this is posted in like three months. Um, yes. It <laughs> takes time it'll be to over. perfect our perfection. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. It, it's like wine. But this last episode, episode five of season eight, got people up in a, in a, a hustle, a rustle. How, how would you say that? A bustle? I feel like I'm just in a rhyming phase right now. People got upset. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) They were not real happy with what was going on. All the way to the point that a petition has been created with over half a million signatures calling for the series to be, the last two seasons to be redone because they think that the creators of the last two series don't know what they're doing. Now, for those of you who... Where where was that petition for Captain Marvel? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Redo it? Just don't do it. Um... (laughs) No, so it's funny because the series, if you know anything about Game of Thrones, and if you don't, I'll catch you up. This guy wrote these books back in the day. He's still writing them to this day. It's been years in the making. And the first six seasons capture everything he's written so far in the first five books. Now, it's supposed to be a series of seven books. He's writing the sixth book right now. He has not finished it, and he wants to write a seventh book is the idea. But because they caught up to him, they're like, what do we do? They're like, we want to make more money, obviously. Let's make more seasons. So the writers decided to go a little on their own and decide with with his consent, the author's consent, that this is what we're going to do with the series. This is the direction we're going to take it. And people don't like the direction it's going in because their favorite characters are doing things that they think are out of character or things are happening that they don't agree with. This is not your family show, by the way, if those of you are listening think that. Um there's a lot of yeah. This this show is the equivalent of NC seventeen and worse. going going and hiring a prostitute. Not sure what you mean by that, but uh, <laughs> the equivalent. This is the equivalent uh, to back in the day when prostitution was legal <laughs> and men just wanted to have a extracurricular activity to go do. <laughs> okay. So that's 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 my that's, that's, that's your my take, take that's on, your take of someone who doesn't watch the show. We yeah. definitely disagree on that. But I think it's it's fascinating to see the disagreement that has come with fans of the show who have I think been following it's stupid. it, and they say, "Oh my gosh, rewrite! Well, how could you do that? I obviously know better than the writers who have been there from the very beginning, ten years ago, who have been closely with the author. I know better than them." There's some kind of arrogance that goes on with that, but I think it's really dumb that everybody disagrees because the whole idea is it's just a show, guys. Right? It's very entertaining to me. I enjoy watching it. I was sad when my favorite character died. I was like, "Oh, she was gonna, she was gonna rule the seven kingdoms, and now she ain't gonna rule the seven kingdoms." So that's a drag. Um, but she yeah, just kill them all off and end the show. You know what? There's one more episode left. The show's pretty much over, and just move on. We're gonna move on. People were upset. Let's just let's come back to just some context here. How upset were you with the ending of Lost? Oh my gosh! The dog. How, like, come on. let's talk about everybody's uh, like frustrations with past shows that ended. How upset were you with the new Star Wars series that with came out? The new Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh well, how upset are you with the crappiness of the new Star Trek TV show? I haven't seen it because I'm so upset. Um. So come on, this is if this is your life. I don't mean to offend you, but. You need to move on. Right. And that's just the thing. Because it's just a show. And, and people disagree, but they get so passionate about it. If you don't things. like it, write your own book. Write your own show. <laughs> write your own show. All right. 
we didn't do this uh, for a while, but I have I have a tweetable quote that okay. I that I worked on, and everybody should go tweet this out yeah. or should meditate on it day and, and night. I think <laughs> I think um, if you agree with me, uh, this will be a good point to stop with this ending quote. Okay, I, I do agree with that. So okay, this is this is from the mouth of Nolan. Uh, wise, wise. Here we go. Here it is. End quote. We should be able to have a confidence that is not arrogance when it comes to what we believe. Wow. I'll repeat it and you can just think about it. We should be able to have a confidence that is not arrogance when it comes to what we believe. I don't think I need to explain that. Philosophers don't explain their stuff. Go read Aristotle, Socrates. Did you make that up? I did. I came wow. up with that all by myself. Quoted Nolan. There you go. 2019. All right. This has been definitely an interesting, fun yeah. episode. Yeah. I hope good. you will all agree with us. This has been an interesting and fun episode. And uh, follow us on Facebook, the Nick and Nolan podcast. Woo-woo. And yeah, connect with us in other ways. And hopefully when this reaches a million views, then uh, we're going to have a recording studio and things will be awesome. Million dollar microphones and we can quit our day jobs. Woo! And just go on vacation. And we'll just talk and talk about things that people don't care about. (laughs) But are passionate. But are passionate. (laughs) Things that don't matter. As a matter of fact, things that don't matter but are passionate. People are passionate about. Everything matters when you're a matter. Oh, thank you, Nick Lopez. All right. Well, until next time, we enjoy you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) There's only you and me and we just